Heard the term watch and grab lately? Well, we're going to learn about it today. Let's go! Good morning, Chet, and how are you today? I'm doing great, Gary. How about yourself? Fantastic. Just another lovely day in the penthouse of the 2020 club. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? Well, I, I think that one of the things that we might want to chat about is something that's shown up in the news lately. And uh, it, it sounds really cool about uh, watch and grab. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think this is something that uh, I'm a little bit concerned about uh, because of the fact that it suddenly got a whole lot of press. It did get a lot of press. Yeah, so let me explain what's going on for people who haven't heard about this. Apparently, there was a small gang of people out west, and what they were doing was they would observe someone using an iPhone and typing in the passcode. Now, if you actually look at the screen as you're typing in your passcode, Apple put uh, four or six little spots at the top that are just dots, but they put these great big keypad in mm-hmm. that is visible from across the room by anybody that's three quarters blind. Exactly. Uh, what people were doing was they were watching what you typed in on your passcode and memorizing the number in your passcode. And in some instances, they were actually videotaping it. So uh, yeah, there were some reports that people were videotaping what you were typing in. And then uh, they would find a way to separate you from your iPhone. Uh, Now, what this meant then was that this gang had your iPhone and they had your passcode. Now, if you've ever had to be in a situation where you uh, had to reset your Apple ID, it turns out if your iPhone is logged into your iCloud account, which most of them are, and you have the passcode, then it turns out that all you need to do is go to that area where you make the change and put in your passcode and you can change your Apple ID. Now these people had the iPhone and they had the passcode. So in a matter of just literally a couple of minutes after they stole it, they had changed the password on your Apple ID. Once they had done that, they had control of your Apple account and they could change all the security settings on your iPhone and on your Apple account. So all of a sudden, you had no control and no way back into your Apple account at all, and everything that was in your Apple account was available to them. All the passwords and everything. Uh, Passwords, the ones that are stored in the Keychain Mm -hmm. app on your phone, uh, they could get into those because, again, all they needed was the passcode. Exactly. And then they could see those, and if you had any bank accounts in there, then they could access your bank account and do anything they wanted. Uh, And... uh, in one case, uh, one of the women that was, uh, was uh, t- part of this uh, group that were attacked uh, was interviewed on the Wall Street Journal uh, program that was done on this, and she said they opened up an Apple ID credit card. She had been an Apple customer for over 15 years and thought she knew how all of that stuff worked and wasn't wor- really worried about this because she had a passcode and Apple ID and all the rest of this. Um, and even if you had two-factor authentication, it didn't help because the two-factor authentication message went back to the phone, and they just approved it. Exactly. 
Yeah. yeah. So right. it, it uh, kind of a, uh, once they had that uh, phone and passcode, they had everything. Uh, she said that they opened up a, car, a credit card for her, and as soon as it was opened, which was a couple of hours or something, a, a relatively quick time frame, uh, they went and charged a whole lot of money on there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, the story was that there were something just short of 40 people who were involved in this, and $300,000 of money was stolen from them, as well as the fact they lost anything else that was part of their app accounts. Uh, and I guess uh, from one of the news stories that I saw that uh, most of the financial losses were covered by the financial institutions because this was definitely a crime and, uh, and so forth. Uh, but anything that was in their Apple accounts is gone. Photographs, documents, and this one woman said she had uh, scanned copies of legal documents and things mm-hmm. like that, and those were gone. Uh, no way to recover that stuff. Uh, so the, the, the thing here is that a uh, couple of uh, different YouTube presenters and, uh, started to talk about, well, what could you do about this? And uh, I've been wondering the same thing. What could you recommend to people to avoid this? And the answer is don't let anybody see what you're typing when you type your passcode. Treat it as though it is just absolutely critical. The other thing is don't use a four-digit passcode. You need to use something that is six digits or longer. Yes, I know that's a memory problem for people, but people, it's the only protection you have. And what scares me really about this is the fact that when it was a small gang of people out in one area doing this, it wasn't much of a risk. But all of a sudden, it's been publicized in YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. It's uh, made uh, national news, and now every idiot and their brother Copycats now. Uh, no, they know how to do this. It's relatively simple and easy to do. The other thing is to use Face ID and Touch ID on the phones that support that. So you don't have to type in a passcode number. But if you do have to type the passcode in, make darn sure nobody can see you as you type the passcode number in. You, you want to make sure that that's the case. Pretty much like when you go to a bank or an ATM, the way you can just shield your number with your hand. You know, yes, that's, that's, that's one of the ways that you could do that or, or stand so it's very close to your body so that somebody could not actually be seeing you. Look and see if anybody's paying attention. Yeah, right. Uh, especially if you're in a restaurant or a bar or uh, someplace like that or you're in a mall and uh, you're trying to do something in a hurry at a food uh, counter or something, you, you need to make sure that you're very careful about who can see your device. That appears to be the area where they were uh, doing most of this kind of uh, work. Uh, And it did did involve two or three people. If possible, just walk away. Walk away from the crowd or, you know, just get in a secluded place to to enter that code. Because usually, if you use Face ID, that's going to work unless you do a hard reset, they always ask for your password. Well, also, the Apple will ask you every couple of weeks to put your passcode in. Right. So this might be one of the times when it says, okay, you got to put your passcode in, and uh, you're out in the field. Uh, the other thing is that you can go into the change passcode option, and one of the things that you can uh, set in there is that you want to have an alphanumeric right. character right. string, a password kind of string, as opposed to just a string of numbers. And that's a lot harder for somebody to see because number one, you're working off the keyboard, which is a much smaller area with a lot more keys on it. It's not as easy to see where your finger is as you're touching things. 
And it's also a lot harder for somebody to memorize if you've got 10 characters and they're alphanumeric. Exactly. Uh, so one of the things that you may want to do is change over to that. Again, this is a problem because you have to remember it. You can't yeah, forget right. that. Right. But uh, even so, if that's the only way to protect yourself. That's the first thing I did when I read that story is I made a custom alphanumeric numeric. Yeah, I, I've uh, done the same thing and changed mine so it's alphanumeric. And every time it comes up and asks me for it, it trips me up. And I have to remember, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I know why I did this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and, and uh, you know, if it, it, it's just that this is the only protection you got. And, boy, I'll tell you, if somebody gets into your Apple account at that level, they have complete control of everything. They have complete authority to change any security settings, to alter family plans, to do anything right. like that. So, in your opinion, do you think Apple will act on this and do something to build some more security into that logon system? I don't know what they can do. If, uh, you know, that's kind of like saying, well, geez, you know, people can steal your front door key, so how in the world are the door manufacturers going to keep them out of your house? Right, but can't they, isn't there a way they could just use Face ID at all times? Uh, that's one of the possibilities is for Apple to say if you have Touch ID or Face ID on your device that you won't have to be forced to enter that code or to set it up so that if you do have to enter the passcode, it checks first to see are you at home before it asks you to do that. Oh, yeah. You know, so there are some things like that that they could do. Geofencing. Uh, yeah, they could geofence that and, and say, yes, we're going to ask you to enter your passcode, but we're only going to do it when you're at home. Yeah, great. That's uh, so there, there are some things like that that Apple could do. There may be some other things that they can think of to do also. But that would be one thing to ensure that your face ID or your uh, touch ID would work out in the field at all times. Right. And that, uh, that just uh, solves this whole thing. But for now, the, the, the basic security that you can have right now is just be aware of your surroundings. Right. right. I guess the other thing they could do, too, is, is to say that, um, yeah, but this, you know, I guess this really wouldn't work. I was thinking that they could uh, require you to enter your Apple ID if you were going to change your password, if you're going to change it. But then if you forgot your Apple ID password, oh. you can't recover. Yeah. Uh, and, we, uh, know, we all know about it forgotten passwords yes here. <laughs> and uh, that's the uh, primary way of getting back out of it now uh, if you forgot your password and you got an iPhone and, or an iPad that's logged in uh, we can get you out of it as long as you're logged in and you know your passcode but boy I'll tell you if, if that gets blocked uh, that's going to be a really big problem well do you have any kind of uh, insight or do you want to share anything about our upcoming meeting a little teaser on what that's going to be like ah uh, yeah they, I, I hope that this is going to be an interesting one uh kind of going along the the same uh, lines we started with the first one uh, self-help how do we get to the point where we can uh, recover from things ourselves so the idea here is is to look at how can we collect together some of the critical information that would be needed uh, for example, if you called your uh, cell phone vendor and uh, said, I got a problem, and they asked you for a code number, where in the world would you find that code number in your settings? Uh, the same thing with, with Apple and uh, some of the things. If you called Apple for support and they asked you for, what's the model number of your phone? Yeah. <laughs> Where's yeah. the model number yeah. on my phone? What software version you run? Yeah, and, and all the rest of that. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I was thinking is that uh, maybe there's a way to collect that information and capture that in a note, but not have to have you write anything down. Oh, okay. So we're going to look at some ways of doing that. But that's uh, the, the big thing in my mind is, too, that this is going to help you 
Get used to working with the user interface in a different way than you normally do. And learn some of the keystrokes and what they, what they actually do and get a chance to practice mm-hmm. some of that. So that, that's kind of where we are. Help you help yourself. That's right. <laughs> and, and a lot of people may look at it and say, well, I don't know why I'm not doing this. This makes, doesn't make any sense at all. And, well, actually it does. So play oh, the game. Yeah. And, and, again, this is uh, iPhone-specific. for This, this is iPhone-specific right? at this point. Okay. Uh, the same thing would work on an iPad, but the, the class uh, is set up around iPhones, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because when we did the survey of our members, that was the – uh, primary right. area, you know, well over 50% of the members said, I want more information on the iPhone and people that come in for help say, I want to know more about my iPhone and how I use my iPhone. Oh, yeah. Well, we hope to see you all at the meeting again. It's the 21st this month because of the, uh, the availability of the uh, Veterans Theater. We couldn't get it for the second Wednesday. So it's going to be March 21st, same time, 12 to 2, Veterans Theater. Hope to see you there. I guess with that, Chet, we'll just wrap it up and call it a day. Sounds good to me, Gary. Goodbye, Chet. (laughs) Goodbye, Gary. (laughs)